Hello, Miss Fitz. Hello, Miss Fit. It's time for morning meeting for Tuesday, May 5th. So we had a bunch of special guests last week and the week before, and the tradition just keeps going on. Today, oh, we're very happy to have Joe Vina. He's education director at Ix Art Park and host of The Daily Creature. Welcome, Yay! Joe. Thank you. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me. I have an animal joke just for you, Joe, because I was so inspired by all of your animal content. But first, I have to give the answer to our riddle from Friday. When the water comes down, I go up. My husband had a hilariously incorrect guess to this, but I won't won't share it online. But it fooled him. So, Miss Bit, did you get this one? When the water comes down, I go up. Well, I, I hope I would have, but I saw the answer, but it was oh. inspired because there was some of this coming down on Friday, I believe. And I wonder if anyone used one of these. Water goes down, comes down, I go up, an umbrella. Oh, yeah. ah, we got yeah. caught in the rain on a walk yesterday and did not have umbrellas. And I was like, you know, where am I going? I'll just get wet. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It was actually kind of nice. <sighs> so do you want to do the joke since you found it? Sure. So it is an animal theme because I, I was really feeling all the animal facts. What kind of music do rabbits like? I don't know. What kind of music do rabbits like? <laughs> Joe, that was a very knowing giggle. Do you know this one? Is it cool? Is it okay to guess the joke punchline? Yeah, that... go for it. I would say hip hop. <laughs> You're so right. Hip hop. <laughs> oh, that makes me feel great. I think it's the first time a guest has ever guessed the joke. That's so exciting. I feel a little bad guessing the punchline. I feel like that could be considered rude in certain circles. But yeah. you delivered it with, with great joy, so it was okay. I did, okay, good. <laughs> Speaking of joy, do you have a bright spot? I do have a bright spot. I've noticed that I'm normally a sprinter. I have a million things going on at once, and I'm racing from one to the next and trying to fill my plate as much as possible. And we have entered a time where that is not a thing that you can do, really. And so it has taken some getting used to, but I was sitting around this weekend. I was working on a puzzle, listening to an audiobook. My husband was out in the garden, and I was just like, man, this is so nice. It was just slow, and there was nothing that I needed to do. And I understand that, that I, it's a great privilege that I have those moments and that I have those feelings, but just recognize that things were slow and how nice that was. And that little bright spot has really been carrying me that appreciation of how slow things are and how that can be okay. Nice. How about you? So mine is from this weekend. I have had to become a barber, a haircutter in my household <laughs> for all of us. So I cut my bangs and that's, you know, pretty easy, but uh, cutting my no, husband. No, it's not. As a person who has butchered my own bangs before, <laughs> it's not easy. Okay. Relative to cutting all of my husband's hair and all of my son's hair. Okay. And the first time I did my husband's, it wasn't a great job, but you know, it was okay. So I got my second, because it wasn't a great job, I think it was just a couple of weeks ago. So he needed another haircut already. <laughs> well, he's so tall. Nobody could, nobody could tell, I'm sure. <laughs> so I watched a video this time and I felt like a pro and I did it and I felt like it turned out really good. So I'm pretty proud of myself. Ooh, very nice. Now my son's haircut didn't go as well, but I think that's because of the first time with his hair. So, you know, maybe the second time <laughs> that'll go well too. New will warm up, that's all. <laughs> Joe, did you have a bright spot you wanted to share? Sure, I could, I could share a, a bright spot. A little, a little bright, a little dark, but mostly bright. I'll highlight the bright part. Yesterday, my son Henry, who was three, he did a little face plant 
on the sidewalk Ooh. and bumped a tooth. Yeah, Ooh. so that's that's the darker part, you know. A little scrape. He's a bruiser. He's a regular Bam Bam, so <laughs> it wasn't too huge a deal. He's got quite the pain threshold. But we made a number of calls. Obviously, uh, on a Sunday, there were there were no dentists in this time that we live in. Can't really get a hold of anyone that's not an emergency dentist anyway. We were having trouble kind of finding a, a solution. And my wife remembered that just down the street from us, not far at all, a couple of houses down across the street, is a uh, orthodontist. I walked over. We, we don't know this family very well. They're lovely people. We see them walk by. We say hello. They have a nice dog. They have some, some nice kids. So I, I ran over with, with my slightly bloodied, tearful son and, and saw that one of their children was out in the yard playing. And I said, hey, is, is your mom here? I have a, a dental issue I'd like her to look at. And this kiddo was a super good sport. And she said, hold on right there. I'll, I'll go and, and see. And my neighbor, who I, I, I won't say her name, but she very kindly threw on a mask and gloves, took a look at Henry's mouth. She advised us. She put us in touch with a pediatric dentist. Then we're all set to get him taken care of tomorrow. But the the, the sort of the, the brightest part of this bright spot is just that idea of, of running down the street in this very sort of very old fashioned communal sort of way and knocking on a door. I didn't knock on a door, but saying, can you, can you help? My, my son has a, has a bad tooth thing happening. He hit his face. And to get help like that sort of family doctor style was was really interesting certainly not something that would have happened if we were not in this condition that that we are in and i'm fascinated yeah. by the amount of silver linings that this dark cloud tends to produce speaking of silver linings what inspired you to start the daily creature because i feel like that's definitely a silver lining that has come out of all this i came on as education director at dick's art park shortly before the world changed and we were basically looking for ways to represent our, our new and developing arts education programming through an online show, an online program of some kind, sharing art projects, animal anecdotes, facts, tutorials, and the like. We were looking for a way to remain on the minds of people and to stay relevant. Obviously, people are not coming to the art park. They're certainly not participating in any of our big music events or festivals. They're certainly not participating in any art classes as well. So we wanted to, to kind of reach out, of course, and be there for people in this time. And, and that's kind of what, what kicked it off. For me, what I find most interesting about The Daily Creature and, and what I love is, I mean, I love animals. I love art making. I love the marriage of those two things. I love running my mouth and talking to people. And, and I love, you know, <laughs> bad puns and, and all of that stuff, animal facts, and the way it all intersects, I enjoy very much. If you take anything away from Daily Creature, I, I would hope that you take away this idea of creativity as a saving grace that you can call on in these moments of isolation, quarantine. Creativity is so incredibly important. It's important when you're not stuck inside and quarantined. But I, I think that that's really, that's really sort of the driving force behind it is, is to remember if you're sitting at home, you're feeling bored, you're feeling down, you can, you can draw it out, you can sculpt, you can take recycled materials around the house and put them together to create wonderful things. You can tell each other a story, you can put on a play, you can come up with a, a catchphrase, you can write a song. 
there, there's so much in the way of creativity that can, that can save you, that can elevate these moments, moments of, of darkness and, and frustration. And you just so clearly did it with kids in mind. There's only a few things that every student that I work with goes through a phase where they want to research. Like every kid goes through a dinosaur phase. Every kid goes through a shark phase. And it's animals. Animals captivate every learner at some age. And it's generally right around the age where they're learning how exciting and rewarding research can be. So as a librarian, I'm watching these videos and you're mentioning these facts and how much fun it is to learn about animals. And I was like giving my full librarian cheer because research is fun when you're learning about something that you love. And so just giving kids this opportunity to research and make something based on animals, which they're already so interested in, it's just brilliant. I love the way that art making sort of forces is not the right word, but can suggest and really prompt kids to go further and look into things and find these details. If you decide that you're going to draw a picture of a sloth, well, you can go ahead and start drawing, but you can also grab some sloth references. And mm -hmm. you're not operating in rights or wrongs necessarily. That's kind of what the art making does for it, right? It's about creative expression, but at the same time, allowing your work to be informed by concrete scientific references. I mean, I think that that's that's a wonderful experience and a good sort of a creative muscle to build up. Some artists prefer never to look at anything and to simply be drawing and sculpting and writing completely from their minds. Others work only with, with reference. With the show, I try to kind of present both cases. It's wonderful to free draw and let your imagination go wild. And it's, it's also wonderful to get a good shark book and open it up and start mm -hmm. to take note of what are these little adaptations and differences between the shark's nose and the shark's fins and incorporate that into your artwork. I think with animals as well, I mean, I, I'm a huge animal lover. And I, I think we sort of have a set of animals that we really adore. And those are some of the animals I'm trying to feature, like the elephant, like the rat like the cat. I mean, those are, those are the first three that we did. We completed the first season of The Daily Creature and ended up with 14 episodes within that season. We get to some aquatic creatures. We do the hippopotamus. We get around to mythological creatures as well. So we have a unicorn show and a dragon cool. show. As we were talking about research and how much kids are naturally drawn to research when they're passionate about the subject, I wanted to share one resource in case a kid is inspired by your show and wants to dive further into their research. For listeners out there, your school might have access to a sort of research database that's useful. I know our school uses PebbleGo, so staff listeners, if you want to hop onto PebbleGo. But National Geographic Kids is a website that's available to everybody. You don't have to sign in. You don't have to pay. And they have some really great animal resources you can go on. And I'm looking at the website right now. You can search by reptiles, amphibians, invertebrate, fish, mammals, prehistoric animals. And if you're curious about an animal, if the daily creature piques your interest, go with that research instinct. Because the more you know, the smarter you are. And you can impress all of your friends with your animal facts. So we have National Geographic Kids linked in our resource page in case you want to dive a little deeper into any of the animals that Joe mentions on his show. That's awesome. Cool. Joe, we normally have a daily creative challenge and so we figure you must have something on your channel that somebody could do. For sure. I'm going to give you a big sort of blanket creative challenge which would be to seek out the daily creature. Again, we're today was I shot the 15th episode and we're wow. going to keep them coming. Perhaps not every day, you know, maybe every other day. And you can certainly check our social media too for little one-off projects as well on our Instagram. But I would say the overall challenge, check out The Daily Creature because the shows are full of challenges, fun little pop quizzes, 
and project. Hopefully the projects are clear enough that you can follow along at home, uh, but it may just be fun to, to watch them a bit. And ideally it will inspire you to, to make some creatures of your own. But yeah, that, that would be my, my challenge. Check out The Daily Creature and find all of the many challenges that, that exist within it. That's awesome. Will you tell our listeners what today's yes. episode is about? Today's episode, I focused on the bear. I love bears. And I feel that the bear is one of those animals that we just, we have very deeply in our heart. They're so much a part of, of our lives. And if you start to think about, simply think about bear characters, for example, characters that appear on our cartoons, in literature, in movies, on television. We love our bears. Yeah, so today was bears. We thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing about The Daily Creature. We're, we're both fans, and we hope that our listeners become fans as well. Yeah. Well, it's my pleasure. Definitely check out The Daily Creature. And, you know, as far as Ix Art Park goes, we are trying to create more programming as well. So in these next weeks, we're going to be putting out The Daily Creature is obviously very connected to our arts education initiative. But we recently opened a wonderful immersive art museum called The Looking Glass. And we are in the process of preparing a program that's centered around the looking glass, something different from the daily creature, but should be very strange, like the daily creature and fun and mm -hmm. artful. So oh, that's cool. That well. I'm, I'm a big fan of the looking glass. I got to see it before everything went down. So maybe we'll have to have you back. Absolutely. We'll, well fun that. fact, if you make it to episodes 13 and 14 of the daily creature, it's a double episode and it features an introduction on the daily creature to the looking glass. It's sort oh. of a crossover on stuff. You'll also, there's also a reading of where the wild things are in that one. Oh man. Deep into our mythical creatures. Yeah, so the creative cup runneth over. But, nice. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Ms. Fitz, did you have uh, one resource you want to share? Sure. I have one quick resource to share. Sesame Street teamed up with CNN last week and brought characters like Elmo and Abby Cadabby together with doctors to answer questions in a town hall they're calling the ABCs of COVID-19. As you can expect from Sesame Street, very kid-friendly, very easy to watch, and answers real questions from real kids around the world. I think it's about 20 minutes long, so if you have kids with questions, it's a great place to start. So we'll have that linked on our research page, the Sesame Street Coronavirus Town Hall ABCs of COVID-19. Great. And of course, we'll link everything else, including the Daily Creature, on our website. And will you close us out with a riddle, please? Sure. Joe, I channeled again to, for our riddle today. So you might know the answer, but this one, if you know, you can't spill the beans. And we'll give the answer tomorrow. Okay. I have four legs. I am faster than the other animals and I always win at cards. What am I? Hmm. I am stumped. <laughs> yeah, I don't know this one. Even if I wanted to blurt it out, I cannot. And I didn't put the answer in the document yet. So Miss Bit genuinely does not know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, until tomorrow. Tech, love, and happiness.